welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host, Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published. And I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity, and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between, the highs, the lows, and the fuck me, this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way, this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. Welcome to episode 13 of Unleash Your Creative Magic. Well, hey, how the heck are you all? I'm thrilled this week because my first round of structural edits came back. How fast was that? It's taken just over a week. Emily isn't hanging around with this one. The good news is she loves it. There's a few missing plot points that she's she's pointed out to me and also a few issues with characters and clues that haven't been as, how should I put it, well, well thought out and rounded as they could have been. That sounds about right. Oh, and the best news is, she didn't hate the ending, which is downright fucking amazing. I haven't had to argue for it and I was ready to defend it to the hilt. Now, I've also been thinking a lot about my next book, which is due to be handed in in September. I'm not even looking in my diary for the actual date because I'll start hyperventilating just thinking too hard about it. But it's roughly around 12 to 13 weeks I've got to write it. Blimey, that's quite a luxury of time if I don't waste it by coming up with some other far more exciting project to start other than my book. I did waste. No, hang on, it hasn't been wasted at all, or at least I hope it hasn't. And if you're listening each week, I really hope that you take something away from these podcasts. But I didn't quite realise how time-consuming it was going to be writing show notes, recording, listening back, editing listening again before I could actually hit the publish now button over on Buzzsprout, which are my podcast hosts. And by the way, if you're considering launching your own podcast, I can highly recommend using Buzzsprout. It's really easy to use. So the podcast did eat up a large chunk of the last book's writing time, but I'm hoping that I'm getting into the swing of it now. And if I get it written and recorded before Sunday tea time, then it's usually ready to go live sometime on Tuesday. So let's see. Last week I talked about character development and descriptions. Would you believe it if I told you that episode was as much for me as it was for you? In my editorial notes it mentions that I've called a character the same name as a character from three books ago. Whoops, really? Um, That's okay, it's a bit embarrassing. And definite proof that I need to spend some time creating some kind of humongous spreadsheet with all my books and characters on it. I also said my gorgeous forensic pathologist was called Declan Donnelly. And you know what? I have no idea if he actually is. I've checked my books and can find lots of mentions of Declan, but none of his surname. So he could be called something completely different. And he is even more proof that you should keep a list. It's a case of do what I say and definitely not as I do. Ask my kids, I tell them that all the time. So shall we start our own little writing group? How about we start this week from scratch and write a book? Or if you don't want to do that because it's a bit pressured, how about you join me on a weekly countdown to my deadline? I'll talk about what I've done and we'll see how my word count is. Am I stressing you out? I hope not. 
Although whenever I tell Steve about my deadlines, it stresses him out. I don't really like working to a plan of how many words I need to write a day, unless it's a ridiculously short space of time that my draft needs to be handed in. But there's nothing wrong with working it out, and if you find it motivates you better, then do it. Stick it on a post-it note and put it where you can see it when you're typing. I prefer to take the pressure off a little, so I've worked out that if I want to have a stress-free and who the fuck am I kidding next 12 weeks of leisurely writing time for my next book, then ideally I'll need to write around and oh lord, this is a bit of a reoccurring theme around numbers for me. Are you ready for this? I need to aim to write around 6,666 words a week. Cue the music from The Omen. I keep seeing reoccurring numbers and last week the hiding place was number 999 on Audible. Now I've heard of angel numbers, but what happens when you keep getting those kinds of numbers that are associated with the guy from the fiery inferno down below? Answers on a postcard, please. I'll smudge myself after I've recorded this and hope for the best. Only joking, or at least I hope so. So how about we write a book together, or attempt to write a book together? I'll tell you where I'm up to and see if you can join in with your own story and get cracking. Sounds like a good plan to me. First things first, characters. Yes, this time I'm going to write out a detailed character list with a line or two about who they are and what they're like. My second task this week is to come up with the basic plot for the story. I've also been listening to lots of true crime podcasts for inspiration. And if you like true crime, then you can't get better than Morbid Podcast. It's brilliant and now my go-to every time I'm in the car or anywhere I can stick my earbuds in and switch off. It's hosted by the fabulous Elena and Ash. And let me tell you, the research that goes into each episode is insane. So if you see me in the car talking to myself or crying, then you know I'm listening to this. So this week for inspiration, I'm devouring the podcasts and YouTube documentaries, not to mention a host of crime shows over on Sky. I've been jotting down notes and I already have an idea about my killer, how he's going to take his victims and what he's got to do with them. I can't say too much in case any of my readers are listening in and I don't want to spoil this book for them, but we'll call this week one and research. So what kind of story are you writing and where do you need to start getting some inspiration from for your plot? I'm sure there are documentaries on every single subject you could ever wish to write about. Just type it into YouTube and see what comes up. This is one of my favourite parts of starting a new book. The possibilities are endless. The blank notebook or page on your computer holds so much delight and wonder. It is magical. It really is. And at this stage, we're excited to get started, aren't we? Aren't we? I know that I am. I love getting all my ideas and thoughts together. There are no fuck my life moments at this stage. Everything is shiny new and completely doable. And the deadline is so far away. How amazing is this? You are going to sit down and get all your notes together, ready to commit to this project, and you are going to write a book. Your characters are waiting patiently for you to get to know them. Their good and bad bits, what they're like, what quest are you going to send them on? You are going on a marvellous journey together like no other. So where is this story going to be set? For me, this is my fifth book in the Morgan Brooks series. So my setting is a fictional town in the Lake District called Rydal Falls, which is near to Grasmere and Ambleside. There is a small village called Rydal, but my setting needed a police station with its own CSI department, and there aren't a lot of them left now thanks to budget cuts. 
The police all tend to deploy from larger stations to rural areas of Cumbria, so I've had to use my creative licence to come up with somewhere that is ideally suited to the stories, but still very realistic. The police station in the story is based upon Kendall Station, so you'll see it's okay to pinch bits and pieces from real life, and then add your own little twist to them to make them your own. And it's exactly the same with characters. If you're struggling, you can pinch little bits and pieces of people you know to make them realistic. When I'm writing about Rydal Falls, the scenery is exactly the same that you would see if it existed, and was slap bang next to Rydal Village. I use the mountains and in my next book, Rydal Cave is the main setting for the story. So I have Morgan and crew parking in White Moss Car Park ready to climb up the rocky hilly side of Lothric Fell to reach the cave, which is stunning if you've never been. This is where a little bit of research comes in handy. I wrote that Morgan and Ben carried an unconscious female down the side of the hill from the cave. Now I Google mapped it and it seemed feasible to me, but a part of me wasn't quite sure. And I'd always wanted to visit Rydal Caves. So one lovely evening about eight weeks ago, I suggested to Steve that we took some sandwiches and had a walk up to the caves. I just wanted to double check. We parked in White Moss Car Park, just as I'd written. And then from there, we wandered through the car park across the bridge and began the walk up the hillside to get to the rocky path on the side of the fell that we needed to get up to the caves. Let me tell you, by the time we got to the top, I was knackered. It was much steeper than I imagined. and not quite sure what I'd imagined, to be fair, but it hadn't been that. We scrambled up until we reached a narrow path that led down a steep little part, which then opened up to the caves. Now, the views going up there were breathtaking. The hills and the fells were beautiful. It was that kind of balmy, warm spring evening where the sun was slowly setting in the sky and casting a warm golden glow everywhere, and it was amazing. And the cave was absolutely awesome. The opening to it was so dark inside and there was a shallow pool outside of it with huge flat stepping stones to get across to get to the inside. By the time I'd taken in all its magnificent beauty and made my way across the stepping stones to have a look around inside, I'd come to the conclusion that there was no way on this earth that Morgan and Ben could carry an unconscious woman from inside the cave and down the side of the fell. Even the fittest of mountain rescue volunteers would have struggled with that one. So the moral of this story, do your research properly. Of course, I could have got away with saying I was using my creative licence, but it wouldn't have been quite right. There would no doubt have been a few readers who would have quickly pointed out the error of my ways and mentioned it in reviews. I did once add a lovely reader who emailed me back, back in the days of one of my early novels and she contacted me to tell me that the tin my killer hid the arsenic in back in the 1700s, well, the killer wouldn't have been able to hide it there because tin hadn't been invented back then. Who knew? Obviously not me. So despite all of this, you can only go so far with your background research because once you hit enter on a search engine, you'll find yourself going down a long, dark rabbit hole full of mystery and intrigue. And if you're not careful, you'll waste days upon days of your precious writing time. And it's tough. There's definitely a fine line between enough and too much information. So just to recap for this week, our plan is to come up with our main characters and keep a note of them somewhere. We can also do a little bit of research about the storyline and find some background information ready to start plotting your story. Good luck with it and I'll see you on the other side. Have a fabulous week and take care. 
If you'd like to check out my credentials to see if I know what I'm talking about, then head over to my Amazon page. And if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives, then head over to the Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook group. I'll paste the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode, where I'll dive into the process of how I wrote my first book. Until next time, take care.